Blog Talk Radio. Granny Hawker and Big Twin. It is another Monday. It's episode 155 since the name change. And we are chugging along like usual. Another three guest show here tonight. Uh, big time show. I mean, usually we have three guests, but you know, sometimes those things happen. But an actual scheduled three guest show here tonight. Uh, Granny is going to be a little bit late, uh, and we may be having an appearance uh, from from a familiar voice on this show. If you've been listening the last couple of months, uh, a, a pro wrestler who was who was uh, sort of our filling co-hosts for a while may be coming on. Uh, I, I mean, he said he was anyway. I don't know. He hasn't called in yet, but uh, he's got some big news that he would like to share with us as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we're at the tail end of COVID here in New York, uh, at least upstate anyway. And um, we are starting to open up and enjoy our summer. It was 95 degrees here today and going to be hot again tomorrow. Um, how, how's, how's it hanging up there in Fargo? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, things are going pretty good here. We, you know, we're one of the five states that did not close down because of COVID. But when you think about this, you know, the COVID thing is is kind of putting everything in a tailspin right now. Kind of like what happened after September 11th. And all the changes, yep. are, look at all the changes that were made after September 11th. But they were good changes. Yes, they were inconvenient. However, they were changes that were made for the good. I think that's exactly what's going to happen here with this COVID-19. Everything is inconvenient right now, but when everything gets worked out, I I think the change that will be made will be made for the better, you know? I mean, we're, we're taught in elementary school to wash your hands and cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze, stuff like that. But now I think more people are doing it more often than they ever would. And I think these are changes that need to happen things better. My opinion, like, for instance, you go to a restaurant here, 
you don't have a regular menu anymore. They give you a disposable menu, so you don't have to worry about uh, germs and stuff like that. I think that's changes that are made for the better. Or you go into like VWW, you scan the you scan the table, you get your menu on your cell phone. So yeah, I, I I think it's awesome what they're doing. Yeah, they they got a lot of new stuff actually that that's coming out, and uh, I've actually seen that. I've seen the disposable menu thing and and uh, and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's different. It's going to be different for a while, um, but uh, you know, like you said, it probably changed for the better. So uh, we'll see. But so, uh, who who do we got coming on here uh, tonight on our show? Well, you know, we got another three guest show as uh, we we talked about. Uh, we have Onyx; uh, she's returning. We have uh, Aisha Raymond, and we have Wayne Silver, who's going to pin us down. And I, uh, you know, we got a big blockbuster celebrity guest coming on next week. We actually have two of them. One from Ooh, the, the same uh, week. Wow. Yeah, one from the adult realm and one from the uh, from the wrestling realm. A legend. Okay. That's all. You have to uh, you have to tune in uh, and you have to check out our Facebook page to find out who they are. But it's a blast. I guarantee it. Hmm. Well, what, well, what about tonight? Uh, well, tonight's gonna be a blast too. Uh, you know, we've had Onyx on before. As you know, she she's most famous for being in the first Spider-Man movie as one of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's valets in that movie, if you remember. So, yeah, well, uh, she's got some new stuff going on. She's also now with the uh, LFC, the Lingerie Fighting Champions, and uh, yeah, so one of our one of our unofficial sponsors. Nice. And she's also been doing a lot of uh, other wrestling with a lot of other people. So. Uh, she could tell us about uh, what's been going on in her career since uh, she was last on with us. Can't wait. Hmm. Nice. It, it's always good to see. Uh, it's always good to see you know people who we've talked to you know making changes and and uh, you know improving their career and their life and and you know we kind of follow them throughout the course of their career and their life. I mean, I mean there's some people we've talked to you know three or four times now that. You know, have all made changes and switched things up, and you know, oftentimes for the better. So, very, very rarely do they go on, uh, in a tailspin after talking about it. Right, and some uh, some go on to become uh, WWE superstars or NXT superstars or AEW superstars. You know, and uh, nobody, uh, none of them uh, have that have went on to become uh, something bigger than they were before they were on our show. Uh, you know, they've all kept their promise. They've never big timed us, and they've always uh, maintained our friendship. Uh, and I talked to uh, uh, you know who I who I'm talking about, and uh, you know she's busy with her current schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, when things slow down a little bit, uh, uh, I can't mention the name right now because of uh, uh, what uh, they're involved with. But sure. it will be a it'll be a it'll be a great uh, thing when we uh, have them back on with us. So uh, I can't wait. Hmm. So well, 
Yeah, and yeah, I mean, next, um, I guess we're in about seven minutes. I would guess so. Should be good. Okay. Uh, how did you feel about um, how did you feel about uh, the, the news that the Undertaker is finally retiring? Well, let me ask you this: Is uh, he's gonna is he gonna be doing the Shawn Michaels retirement thing, or is he gonna be doing the Ric Flair retirement thing where he keeps coming back? I. I mean, he sort of already has done the Ric Flair thing for a while, but now that he's calling it quits, I, I think he's, uh, I think he's he's done for good. I mean, you see him in the ring, and I mean, the dude can barely move at this point. And you know, he, I know he loves to compete at the highest possible level, and I like right now, you know, he he can't do that adequately. Um, so for him, it's it's got to be. You know, it, it's, it's got to be a feeling where, you know, if I can't go out and give it all I have and be, you know, a top competitor, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. And, I mean, it's better if he's only really wrestling once a year now, you know, for the most part. So, it just – maybe it's for the best. I mean, he's been in he's been in it for, what, 30 years now at some point? I think they yep. did something like 30 years. So, he's, he's done more than his share uh, to build up this business. And I think – in the current landscape of how wrestling is with the, with, you know, the high flyer being popular and, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the storylines being a little bit less creative, it is best for him to go just because I don't think he can fully take advantage of, of his, his skill set as limited as it is in his old age, can't take advantage of his full skill set right now, the way wrestling is. So, I like it, and I'm 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 honored that I had a chance to watch the prime of his career. You know, from like '97 through maybe I'd say Open Point or so, and then uh, go from there. So, but yeah, I was I was I, I'm just really proud that I got to witness a lot of it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this here, and then uh, of course our guests will be called in five minutes. We we can discuss it until they call in. However, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna ask you this: Who would you rather see? Brock Lesnar wrestle uh, twice a year or The Undertaker once a year? And uh, do you think after Edge's match at the pay-per-view, do you think he's done? Uh, I know you don't want him to be. I'd rather see Brock Lesnar wrestle twice a year simply because it's accompanied with Paul Heyman who is easily one of the best on the microphone that I've ever heard in the past decade or so, just the way that he hypes up the fight, hypes up Brock and, and, and gets, you know, the, the, the match, you know, that much more, uh, I guess hypes the best word, but um, yes, I think, I think edge is done. I mean, at his age, it took him a long time to come back anyway. I mean, you know, there's a lot of gray in his beard and stuff now. And, I just think that a triceps injury like that is going to put him on the shelf for another lengthy period of time. And I just think it would be too risky at this point for him to to come back. I mean, I, I mean, if I were Edge, I would I would just hang it up. It was a good try and a good comeback. Uh, he's still a Hall of Famer, um, and and you know he still be loved by by those who who got to watch him and got to work with him. But I just I just don't see it. at his age. Something like this is it's just going to keep happening and you know maybe next time it will be worse and that's that's not 
you know, that's not good. So you know, and uh, I don't want to see him risk permanent injury. Uh, you know, because uh, you know he he already was permanently injured when you think about it. You know, and uh, I I'd hate to see him you know become a uh, you know uh, a permanent injured uh, individual for uh, you know for this you know, and I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. Well, I mean, he's been injured on and off uh, pretty consistently throughout his career. And, you know, as you get older, these injuries become harder and harder to come back from. I mean, there was already one that was not just career-threatening but life-threatening as well that he, that he had that, you know, back in 2011 when he had to retire. And, you know, now he's back. He's only wrestled a handful of matches, what, maybe like three, something like that. And now all of a sudden he's got a torn tricep, uh, which is one of the more important, you know, muscles in your arm. So I just I, – I feel like for Edge, if he does try to come back and something happens again and it's worse, uh, you know, he's going to be kicking himself, but WWE is going to be kicking themselves as well. So, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it. I'd love, I'd love to hear that music, uh, you know, at, at least one more time. Um, but I, I just, I feel like... You know, think you know me. On this day, I see clearly... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I think it's, it's over, unfortunately. Um, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. And something in me is, is hoping that I am. Uh, but yes, I, I, I think it's done. And, um... In terms of the Undertaker, I I'm happy to see him go, but you know I I just the same thing when you when you get old I mean business passes you up I mean you look at these guys in the NFL that are you know I mean Tom Brady's an anomaly but you look at these guys that are you know 35 40 years old trying to play football and you know just they're just not the same anymore. And it's the same thing. Wrestling isn't the same as it used to be. And these guys just don't have it the way that they used to have it. And, you know, all good things must come to an end. Um, you know, but do you do you feel Edge is done or no? Uh, actually, I think if uh, – I think he may try and come back again. I mean, I like I say, I hate to see him risk permanent injury uh, to come back. But I would like to see him come back again. But I'll tell you what, though. The guy I wish that was done is Lesnar. I really, really do. I just don't get it. I understand the attraction. But, you know, it's <laughs> it, it it's just it's old. I'm done with it. I Time to move on. He's not doing the company any favors. And uh, he, he's just not. Well, would you would you be okay if he signed a full time deal and was wrestling every night? I would feel better, yes. Uh, but I don't think the WWE is going to do that, unfortunately. Mm. So you it really know. has nothing to do. So it really has nothing to do with 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 uh, with Lesnar himself. It has more to do with the fact that that he was the Universal Champion, only wrestling like three matches a year. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I know. Uh, 
So I, we have I, our I, first yeah. guest on, by the way, too. Okay. All right. Well, if uh, you uh, if you uh, want to put him on, I will uh, go ahead and uh, do the patent patent. And uh, it's a it's a three one seven, right? That would be it. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to put them through right now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring right now, the referee for this next match, he is what you would call the greatest metal because of his last name. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Wayne Silver. Hey, this is Wayne Silver. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you, Wayne? Good to have you on. Thanks Not- for taking time out of your schedule to uh, join us, or depending on where you are, thanks for taking time out of being quarantined to join us tonight. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So here's how we'll do this. Uh, Granny Hulkster, uh, she's running a little late. Uh, and we we were aware of this. Uh, so what we're going to have you do is uh, give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll uh, I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll go around the room, then I'll come back and ask you the hard-hitting questions. All right. Well, um, I actually uh, – um, I've been around the wrestling business pretty much my whole life. My dad uh, uh, wrestled in indies um, pretty much all my life growing up. Um um, I kind of wanted to get into it when I was younger. Um, I don't know. I guess it was just him being protective. He always just told me he didn't want me in the business. Um, I kind of got into the business probably about six or seven years ago. Um, I started with Trey, um, my 17 year old son. He was, um, uh, 12 at the time started getting him trained by somebody and, um, uh, Don Basher, um, and anyhow, he started, uh, training and I kind of started getting in there with him. I started wrestling a little bit and then, um, the, the promoter had had me referee some matches. I kind of was against it at first, but, uh, I don't know. I started liking it a lot more than, uh, wrestling. I, I felt like I was, could be more, you know, help to the matches and stuff like that. So, you know, you mentioned that uh, your father was a wrestler and he tried to keep you away from the business. Uh, is he still wrestling? And uh, would he uh, be willing to uh, come on the show with us at some time, at some point? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would. Um, he um, he is not still currently wrestling. He's had some uh, uh, health problems, um, surgeries and stuff like that. and. Um, kind of prevented him from being able to wrestle anymore. He's been retired for probably about five or six years now. But I, I definitely uh, I could um, ask you, and I'm sure he'd be more than happy to come on here with you guys. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you did some wrestling training and then you became an official and you like being official because uh, as the official, really, you're basically the, the colonel of the match, if you will, uh, you're basically the guy that's driving the cart, uh, taking all the cues, taking all the singles, making sure everything goes down. But as a referee, sometimes you end up getting uh, involved in the match, whether it take a bump or uh, having to uh, have a wrestler get in your face. 
Uh, have you taken any serious bumps since you've been an official? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I've uh taken some super kicks. Uh um I've actually uh <laughs> a kind of a funny story. Um uh I don't know, I was in a in a match um as a scramble match and the guys started diving on uh each other outside the ring so uh one of the wrestlers says hey you get up there and dive so i was like okay here it goes and i got up there and i did a uh uh cross body off the top rope onto the outside onto about four or five guys and it was a pretty fun night for me and uh I'm guessing that uh, you probably uh, look better than anybody else in the match by doing that. <laughs> I definitely got the biggest pop of the night, that's for sure. And uh, also being an official, you know, you uh, you know, you 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 experience uh, you know, things in the ring like bumps and stuff, but you don't really have that, you know, serious wear and tear on your body like you do as a wrestler like for instance, when you think about it, a wrestler in human years is you take how many years have been in wrestling basically times seven is what it is. Uh, you know, not taking anything away from officials because they, they work hard too, but uh, being an official is more like uh, wrestling times three or four years compared to seven as being an active competitor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, when I was actually uh, training to uh, wrestle one of the uh, – guys that used to work with me a little bit uh when i first started getting into it he said uh and i'll never forget this he said um every match that you're in is like being in a in an automobile accident at 25 miles an hour so and that is definitely <laughs> I, I, true i like that i've never heard that uh i've never heard that analogy before i like that i'm actually going to use that in the show from now on so fans get ready yeah that. uh wade silver's our guest here we got about 24 minutes here with wade uh we're still waiting for Randy hulkster to uh uh, yeah, Otto also. Go ahead. No, I said Otto also. He was to say he was joining us, and I know he likes to talk to other people in the business as well, being an under underground wrestler like he is. But uh, he's not on with us at the moment either, so it's just kind of a uh, a two person party here. But um, I, I, uh, I, you know, you were talking about you know being in the wrestling business and then now being a referee. Um, being a ref, though, do you feel like there's pre- is as much pressure on you as there is on the guys in the ring performing? I mean, all you're really doing is counting the one, two, three, but uh, or calling for the bell for submissions and things like that. But did, do you feel like when when there's a big match that's scheduled with a lot of hype around it, and you know you're the ref, is there as much pressure to perform as the guys in the ring? You think? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. You know, it's one of the things that, first off, you know, if I mess up, then, you know, I can make the whole match look bad or, or um, uh, you know, if if the crowd if the crowd doesn't like, you know, my call that I give, you know, of course I, I get all kinds of heat and all kinds of pressure from the from the crowd and booed and everything else. Now, do you know the outcome of a lot of these matches before they happen, or do you just kind of take falls as they come and, and do the count? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of, you know, I basically um, get out there and, and um, uh, you know, the guys will tell me things, you know, that that I need to know. Um, but basically, you know, whoever's shoulder doesn't come up when I hit that three. They're the ones that, you know, take the take the loss for the night. 
Now, have you, so ever, been, have, huh? have you ever uh, been to a match and you go back to the curtain and you get chastised for missing a spot or a match goes too long or they're like, why would you let the match go too long? Uh, how often does those situations pop up? More so than not or more than you like or not enough? Well, the promotion that I usually work for um, every Friday night or at least before the quarantine and everything – um, I didn't really have to worry about times too awful much because m- most of them guys that came in there knew that uh, that they better stick to their times or uh, the promoter. I- I've seen him do it a couple of times where he sent other wrestlers out there and uh, break the whole match up. And <laughs> you know, wow. Hmm. And uh, you know, with that being said, uh, when-, when you referee a match, uh, what- uh, how would you compare yourself as official? Would you say that? You're kind of like a heel like Danny Davis. Uh, are you a straight shooter like a Charles Robinson, or are you more like uh, uh, the, the the screw job guy like an Earl Hebner? Honestly, I, I would say um, I'm a straightforward, you know, try to, you know, keep it even. You know, I, I want the fans to like me as well, you know, and, and to think that I do a good job and stuff like that. Um, I definitely don't like playing the heel role, but – I have, and if I have to, you know, um, I just do what I'm told. And have you ever had one of those situations? Uh, Wayne Silver's our guest here. we got 20 minutes here left with Wayne. Uh, so have you ever had one of those situations, like, when you're in the ring and uh, all of a sudden uh, something gets thrown at you, or does that not really happen anymore? Or has it, has it happened or has it not happened? Um, not anywhere that I've been. Um I don't. I don't think that the uh, uh, promoter of the of the the company that I work for that that he would really allow that. And and most of the fans that come out to to where um, where I'm at every Friday night, they're they're pretty pretty good bunch of people. You know, they they sit there. They just love to watch some good wrestling. You know. You know, and they also say that uh, a performer is his worst critic. Uh, would you would you agree with that statement, or are you more like yes. have, wanting to get somebody's approval or someone's critique rather than your own? Um, well, I'm always um, uh, wanting other people's critique. I think that's what has uh, brought me as far as I, along as I have, you know, as a referee. Because, um, uh, like I said, when I when I first um, started refereeing. Um, I was kind of forced into it, you know, because like I said, I was training to to wrestle, and that's what I wanted to do at the time. And then um, once I started getting into refereeing, I, I started enjoying it. And um, and but I would always, you know, go to other people, wrestlers especially, you know, hey, did I do okay? Um, and I, as long as they never, you know, told me that I that I did terrible or you know, which. And I'm only human. I, I messed up some matches, you know. I've gotten my my uh, butt shoot out in the back a couple times before, but like I said, you know, it's only made me better. Uh, Wayne Silver is our guest here. We got 18 minutes here with Wayne, uh, and then uh, Big Swing. I'll let you chime back in after I ask this question. So, uh, one thing I like to ask all independent wrestlers, um, and uh, no, none of them have answered this the same way, so I'm going to put it to you, two-part question. Uh, say that uh, you're uh, at a, in a match, and uh, there's like an official from 
AEW or WWE and they, they watch you in the ring and they like what you do and then they approach you and say, hey, you know, you should uh, come try out for us. Then all of a sudden, bam, you get that call. You got that multi-million dollar, dollar contract. Two-part question. One, is there something you want to do? And two, if you do get that, would you not big-time us and still be our friend? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I, I would love that if that happened. I have actually uh, um, had the opportunity to work in a show where a uh, WWE official was actually uh, uh, in the back um, watching. He actually uh, had started out with this uh, promotion um, before he uh, made it into the WWE, but um, you know, I, I just that that was one of the, one of my earlier times when I first started and everything. You know, um, he said I didn't do too bad, but it, I don't know. Uh, I kind of kept in touch with him a little bit on Facebook, and you know, would send him stuff here and there. But one of them things. But yeah, definitely. If I ever if I ever made it to to one of them bigger scenes, I would definitely uh, stay friends with everybody. You know. So. That's that's what I like about that too. As a matter of fact, we had a, a guest uh, on our show a, a year and a half ago, and uh, Big Swing was watching uh, AEW, and uh, bam, there she was. She appeared, and yes, uh, yes, it was awesome. It was her debut match too, and we had spoken with her before, and we asked her the same question. You know, um, if if you make it, you know, the big leagues, whatever. And she was like, yeah, you know, of course I'll hang out with you guys. Now, I mean, a lot of those companies have contracts where you can only be on, you know, their certified podcasts and things. But still, it was crazy because we were her first ever interview. She was 17 years old, was was as as green as the grass outside. And, uh, you know, her first ever interview. And now I'm I'm turning on the station and and boom, there she is on national television. So it was always a, uh, it's always a good feeling when, when some of the people we talk to um, end up making it big, and we have, albeit small, something to do with it. And uh, she did. Oh yeah. Probably, she did. She did talk to me. Uh, you know, um, and uh, dropped the restraining order, which was which was nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now being a referee, you know, because you know there's there's certain training that wrestlers have to go to, but you know I've never asked a. Uh, an independent referee or any referee this myself. Now, uh, as a referee, how much training do you have to go through uh, for, I don't know if you have to be certified or if you have to get a uh, a referee's license. Can you kind of take us through uh, what that's like to get get into that? Well, to be honest with you, um, in Indiana where I live at, um, there's no licenses required um, uh, to, uh, uh, referee or wrestle um, when I and, and I know I, I hate it but it was one of the things like you know I trained to wrestle I was never actually trained to referee um, I grew up around the business so I, I already knew like quite a bit I guess but um, and when I first started you know referee and I just I got an uncle. Um, it's actually my uh, dad's twin brother. He used to referee as well, and um, and he had kind of came into a couple practices, you know, just to kind of help out um, with my refereeing skills and stuff. But it wasn't like nothing too awful extent. I think um, most of it came from when I realized that that's what I wanted to do was referee. I just um, any of the matches that I would watch that I wasn't in. I was watching the referee mostly and, and kind of 
maybe not necessarily mimicking things that they were doing, but, you know, kind of putting my own spin on it. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned your dad has a twin brother, your uncle. Uh, I, uh, I'm i one of twins, but uh, my twin brother's not too uh, smart. He forgot my birthday. So, uh, oh, wow. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so upset about that. But uh, the other cool thing about being a referee is, you know, uh, you know, you're basically out there for more than one match, obviously. Now, mm-hmm. when you're out there, when you're out there refereeing, uh, do they before you go out to the curtain, do they tell you, okay, this is what we want, this is what we want to see, this is the time limit, all this stuff, or is it just basically go out there, let it buck, and then whatever happens, happens? Well, most of the time, um, like. Uh... If they if they are if, if if I want to show that they are wanting to stick strictly to to time limits because they got a lot of matches or whatever the case may be, um, like they might say, uh, um, uh, we got six to eight, you know, we're uh, um, this match is six to eight. We're gonna have somebody standing over here and just kind of be watching over. If you see them stand up. You know that it means that it's um, they got one minute left. You know, so holler at them, tell them to take it. To, you know, take it home. So, so now, what is it? Uh, what is it like uh, trying to get the cues? Uh, do you uh, wear one of the earpieces, or is it the uh, the announcer or somebody from the ring crew giving you the cues? Yeah, it's usually somebody from the ring crew giving me the cues. Sometimes the announcer just depends on you know who they have there. Um, I'm actually quite fortunate with the place that I that I work at every Friday night. Um, the ring actually stays set up, so there's no, <laughs> not really no ring crew per se. You know that because um, you know the only time that they that they ever tear it down is if they need to maintenance it, like you know fix a board or fix some padding or fix the spring or whatever. You know. And uh, with all this uh, COVID stuff going on, uh, has uh, your sleep been cleared out uh, to a certain point, or uh, is your schedule still going on like normal and uh, just uh, the event get, might get postponed? How many events have you lost since this COVID outbreak? Um, well, I'll tell you, at least, you know, four a month for the last um, – uh, what, three months, two months, three months, and then um, I've had um, other ones like on Saturday nights because um, uh, I got one that I do faithfully um, the first Saturday of the month that's been canceled, and um, that one actually doesn't start back up until um, August, uh, the first Saturday in August, and then um, I actually do have a show um, uh, next Saturday in uh, Knightstown, Indiana. It's a uh, it's out. Outdoor show at a baseball field. It's um, the guy puts it on. It's uh, basically for um, he raises money for like the 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 baseball team or something like that. You know, for because um, that's where he's he's from is that little town. Uh, Wayne Wayne Silver's our guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes left. Now, uh, real quick here, I'll let uh, a big swing chime in again. Uh, now you mentioned you're in Indiana. Where, uh, what city in Indiana are you from, and how uh, far away are you from Fort Wayne? Um, I am in Indianapolis, and that's about um, two and a half hours north of me. Okay, and then uh, so if you're in Indianapolis, I'm sure you're familiar with IPFW and IUPUI. 
Oh, yes. And uh, Right. And, yeah, the interesting thing about uh, those two places is those are our big rivals here at uh, uh, the college in my hometown, North Dakota State. Uh, okay. As a matter, as a matter of fact, uh, don't dislike me for saying this, but I call it IPFUFW, uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's very passionate about his sports. Um, even though the only sport that North Dakota State is relevant in is football, he's he's very uh, very very passionate about his sports teams. Um, me out here in New York, uh, we have you know we have more professionals. I mean, we have we have Syracuse, we have a, you know Albany and a couple of schools like that, but we don't really have that uh, that huge football team, you know, basketball type thing. So, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looking at you know the refereeing aspect of things, um, you know, has there been times when because because you said earlier you don't know the outcome beforehand, you just kind of guys will tell you little things like hey watch out for this spot or hey this is happening blah 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 blah, um, mm-hmm. but but when the shoulders go down you make the count and if it happens, it happens. have there been any times where you have been kind of surprised? Like kind of almost hesitant, like you're like, well, well, is this guy supposed to win this match? Like, like what? Why is this happening? Like times when you were just genuinely shocked by the outcome, not knowing what it was beforehand. Yeah, well, you know, um, I have actually, because um, uh, it used to be, I used to want to know what the finish is. Um, yeah. And 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 when they when they would let me know, and that's when I would mess up is when I would get you know. Because um, when you knew what was coming, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, when I knew it was coming, and and then I, I would exactly I would hesitate, and I've been yelled at by by a few different people because I hesitated, um, uh, and it, and it made and it you know I go lie, it made their whole match look like crap because I because I hesitated, you know. So 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 you think you you think that not knowing what's going to happen and just following the action as it happens kind of keeps you on your toes a bit and and keeps things kind of more fluid. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, okay. Uh, Wade Silver's our guest here. We got about. Uh, I think Granny's with us too, by the way, Icon. Say that again. I think Granny's with us too, by the way. All right, we'll bring Hi, guys. On uh, Wade Silver's our guest here. We'll do this, and we'll let uh, Granny ask you a question. Uh, we got about uh, six minutes before our next guest. If our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Yep, I got a Facebook and I got a, uh, a YouTube as well. Um, so, uh, my YouTube is Wayne Silver Wrestling, and then my Facebook is just Wayne Silver. Um, look me up, add me. I'll, I'll be more than happy to to um, add you back. And um, I've got all kinds of matches from from um, shows that I've uh, been a part of and stuff like that on my YouTube channel. Um, been slacking a little bit on them here lately, but I'm about to um, start getting back to to putting, you know, at least probably two or three of them on a week. And uh, I, uh, I sent you an address. Hopefully, you'll be able to take care of this. Uh, if uh, you if you don't have any uh, of your own, maybe a couple of guys you work with uh, might be willing to uh, donate some for our uh, big uh, December giveaway show. But uh, we're going to let uh, Granny come on here. We're going to let her uh, close out this interview. we got about five minutes left. Go ahead, Granny. 
Well, I apologize for calling in late. Hello, I am Granny Holster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan of the sport. So, what promotions do you? Nice to meet you. What promotions do you work for? Um, I work for uh, WCWO. Um, It's uh, um, HPW, which is um, Hoosier Pro Wrestling, um, uh, Functified Wrestling. FWF, I don't remember what the other F stands for, sorry. Um, and there's a couple other ones. Um, Where do you primarily work out of? Indiana, around the um, Indianapolis area. Like, okay. I've traveled as far as almost to um, Kentucky, so like Jeffersonville, Indiana. I've worked for some promotions down there. Um, one of them's called Grindhouse Pro Wrestling. They're pretty pretty good promotion if anybody's ever in that area. Okay. Well, I I help with some uh, wrestling federations here in Arkansas, you know, and Oklahoma, too. So, of course, right now, they're kind of all, you know, everything's been on hold because due to the COVID-19, we we were supposed to have um, Eugene and James Ellsworth at our June 13th show for Arkansas Championship Wrestling, which I am the president of that fan club for that wrestling organization. They made me president of the fan club before they even had their first show. Okay, I've actually got to wrestle. That's a, I've actually, that's, I've actually, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to no, say, I've actually got to say, referee uh, for uh, Eugene before. Yeah, I met Eugene um, several years ago at a match at a, hair, a federation in Arkansas down in Harrison. But, uh, so they were kind of shooting for for August 1st. So we're hoping, you know, August 1st we can have our show. But they both agreed that they still, you know, want to come and do the show for us so i'm excited about that no okay granny likes to holler i like to holler at the bad guys i can talk some right. pretty good smack at the heels when i have to <laughs> they kind of right. call me i i've had a few federations call me super fan because i i like to get involved i like the interaction and I can, I can, I, I just to kind of tell you what I do. I had a heel wrestler come to me one night and he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? Cause they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break my hip. And I'm only 57 years old, but I grabbed my okay. keys out of my purse and I doubled my keys up in my fist and I put my, threw my fist up in the wrestler's face. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. <laughs> oh, wow. See, you see, Granny, though, he, uh, our guest here today is, is actually a referee, and, you know, we haven't spoken yeah, no, with referees. I know he is. No, I know he is. No, I know he's a referee. No, no, I know that. I know you know that. What I'm saying is I, we don't really have a lot of referee stories from you, though. Do you get on them as well no. or, or mostly well, just the referees? Well, now, 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 I know sometimes I have, I mean, there's one referee that I like to like that, that I like to tease sometimes. I always ask him if he needs to borrow my glasses before he starts the match. I say, really? Because there's been some matches that he's been a part of that, you know, have been had some questionable calls. Not so much his fault per se, but, you know, how the referee, well, I didn't see it happen, so I can't call, you know, kind of thing, you know. So I, I always kind of tease this one particular one about if he needs to borrow my glasses, you know, but, but I don't, you know, for the most part, the referees that I have uh, had interactions with have been pretty cool. So, I mean, I don't really have the issues with the referees per se. So as much as I do the wrestlers, but so, yeah, but uh, there's, a, there's a, a couple times I kind of, 
tease the referees about some things. Uh, Wayne Silver's our guest here. We got about uh, sixty left here, sixty seconds here left with Wayne. So, uh, if uh, uh, real quick here, if you could uh, tell us when your next show is, and if uh, fans uh, listening would want to go see that show, uh, how uh, how would they go about that? All right. Um, yep, it is um, in uh, Knightstown, Indiana. It's actually this Saturday, the 29th. Um, and it is um, – you can uh, message me on Facebook if you'd like to. Um, I'll definitely give anybody that wants to know uh, uh, directions or address or whatever. Um, I'll definitely help you be able to find it. Um, but I will definitely be there uh, next Saturday amongst some other great, great talented wrestlers. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we do want to, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us tonight. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you can talk to your dad. Hopefully he'd be willing to uh, uh, share some, get on the show, share some stories with us. Uh, sure, you know, definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll actually and, call him uh, tomorrow and um, ask him. Yeah, and then uh, just uh, if uh, you could pass uh, his contact in for me, I'd love to get him on. All right, not a problem. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You be safe out there. Uh, nice talking to you, Wayne. The, yeah, you're one of the guys All that right, can help you with the coronavirus, the one, two, three. So we appreciate it. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Wayne Silver, ladies and gentlemen, the silver lining and the silver cloud and all that other good silver analogies that come with it. Uh, that was a fun interview. So our next interview uh, is going to be calling uh, from overseas, I do believe. So let me know when they're on. All right. Now so, I'm watching uh, Raw here, and they've got all the you know they've got all the plexiglass up like a like a hockey rink uh, where all the people are behind. I mean, AEW is doing the same thing, but there's a lot of people that are kind of around and dancing around, you know, in that in that little plexiglass glass off area that I don't recognize. And I'm like, are these like all the wrestlers? I mean, or do they have NXT people, or do they have you know? There's randoms in there. Well, like, I mean, I'm just so people... I, I, I've heard Big Swing that they may be like friends and family members of maybe the talent, or I don't think they're letting mm. actual fans come in per se, but it may be people that maybe are training or, you know, maybe friends or family members of the talent is what I heard. I don't know how true that is, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe. I, I'm just saying, yeah, some of these people, I don't, like, recognize who they are. I'm like, that's, they're definitely not a wrestler, or definitely not a, you know, a, uh, any of that. So, huh. Well, anyways, um, so, Granny, what's, uh, what have you been doing this week? It was hot as hell here today. Well, it, it's been warm here in Arkansas, too. I actually, um, I got a call earlier this afternoon from a very good friend of mine that um, does a podcast called Scary Cast, and um, he they moved it to Monday nights, and um, they were doing, at the beginning of the thing, uh, because my good friend, Papa Stroh, the maestro, um, his daddy uh, passed away actually last Monday morning. And his oh, wow. funeral was just this past week. And um, being that yesterday was Father's Day, Dr. John, um, he called me this afternoon and he said, um, Granny, I need a favor of you. And 
So they were kind of sharing um, some stories about their dads, you know, the co-hosts were, and he wanted me to kind of be a yeah. special guest um, to to share stories about my daddy. You know, my daddy will be gone 16 years next month on the 15th of July, and so he wanted me to be a part of that uh, Father's Day thing, you know, and so that's why I was a few minutes late, you know, getting on. Oh, uh, Dr. John asked me if if I could do that, you know, because I kind of, I helped Stroh with um, WCW Retro. Actually, yeah. Papa Stroh is the gentleman that did the special interview with me on his podcast, WCW, WCW Retro, about a month ago. Remember me guy, me telling you guys yep. that, that he he was doing a special interview with me? Well, that's the I kind of help him with his podcast, and I call on him on his podcast on Thursday nights, you know, when I can. So um, I've gotten to know Dr. John really well, and we've become really good friends. And he does a pretty good podcast. Well, actually, he does a couple of different ones. One's called Murder One Two Three, and the other one's called Scary Cast. Pretty amazing guy. I mean, they just had the Lizard Man Festival um, last weekend. Down in um, where was it? North Carolina or some? Uh, I don't remember where it, it was, but they were doing the Lizard Man Festival, and throw. Is our guest on yet, or do I got a call? Um, nope, nobody's on yet. All right, I'm, I'm going to call. I'll let Grady finish right. it. I'm going to try calling, and I'll be back. So, um, but anyway, so Stro did a, a kind of a Facebook Live thing during the Lizard Man Festival. You know, Stro. Mm-hmm. He he wrestled for WCW back in the day. He's an actor. I mean, he's done tons of stuff. So I mm-hmm. um, I you know told him that I could you know call in for a little bit you know to do that part of the Father's Day tribute thing and you know so so I apologize. So I know I normally don't you know come on late, but Doctor John asked me if I could do that. And, he considers um he says that he's one of my granny's biggest fans and I've never met the man yet. <laughs> I've just become friends with him on Facebook yeah. through the podcast. So, you know, of course I've never met you yet either, Big Swing, you know. So I, true, true. you know, you you were a you were, you know, icon. So you know you know, Granny just I I kinda wanted to be there, you know, in Honor of Father's Day, you know, and stuff. Oh, Share my course, stories yeah. about some stories about my daddy and. So. Okay, guys. Uh, I uh, didn't interrupt you, Granny, but uh, real quick here, I do have That's our okay. guests on with us, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce them, and then we'll uh, go ahead and uh, uh, talk to them. And then hopefully uh, we won't get cut off like we have been the last time we've done this. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The independent wrestler from way overseas, and it's either early or late there. We have no idea, but we're glad she's taking time out of our schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Aisha Raymond. Thank you very much for that introduction. And in the UK at 10 to 4 in the morning, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll... Uh, We'll uh, do this interview, then we'll uh, let you get back to sleep. We appreciate uh, you. No, 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 it's fine. I I appreciate the conversation. It's lockdown, it's COVID, the world inside. Thank you for taking your time out to talk to me. <laughs> so uh, basically, we're letting you take break from uh, a break from uh, quarantine. 
So here's how we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you uh, give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions. And then uh, we'll have we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the hard question. So uh, we got 23 minutes, so go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll ask you some questions. So a little background about myself. My name is Aisha Raymond. I've been a professional wrestler for almost 12 years of my life. And um, I literally gave my entire life to wrestling. I've uh, trained all over this country. My my entire existence in wrestling started with the FWA legend Justin Richards. And then it went on there with Robbie Brookside. After Robbie Brookside, I went everywhere in Japan. I did Mayhem Classic. I've done World of Sport. I've done Ring of Honor. Um, numerous tours to Japan, numerous trips to Japan, um, and paved the way when it comes to the big brown monster here in the UK. <laughs> uh, Aisha Raymond's our guest here. We've got about uh, 23 minutes here with Aisha. So now, you know, you mentioned you've been, uh, you've had many different uh, tours in Japan there. Uh, over in Japan, they take wrestling very seriously there, don't they? Yeah, um, I mean, to them, it, it, it was Robbie Brookside that always used to say to me, if you want to be a professional wrestler, you have to realize it's a, it's a lifestyle. And when I went to Japan, they made me realize it's, it's a lifestyle to them. You know, they, the, especially the women, they breathe, sleep, and eat wrestling. And it's all they do, and it's, all, um, it's what they love. To them, it's, it's their life. So when uh, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a heel, a baby face, an in between, or are you more about what the crowd thinks you're going to be? It depends because I'm that big, powerful, imposing force to anyone who everyone loves an ass kicker. And realistically, I, I I like being a bad guy, but in this day and age. I think I work out to be the good guy. <laughs> uh, well, Aisha Raymond's our guest here. We got about twenty minutes here with Aisha. So, uh, Grady, so we could have a semi-heel on our hands. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Well, he- hello, Aisha. I am Granny Holkstra. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan, and I, I, I don't. I mean, I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to, and I have talked some pretty good smack to some female wrestlers over the years. I mean, myself. So, I think if you were kind of in being in the heel character, I think I would have a lot of fun, fun talking some smack to you, even though you might be bigger than me. <laughs> I think I still have some some fun playing with she you. She says so. it. I, I want a challenge. Yes, I will we'll see. See that that that's, that's what Granny cool. loves. Gr- Granny loves a challenge too, you know. And I and I was sharing with the last gentleman um, a little story. Um, I had a wrestler come up because they were always telling me to sit down and shut up, you know, before I break a hip. And I'm 57 years old, but I've I've been a wrestling fan for years. And I grabbed my and he said to me one night, he says, "Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home?" And I grabbed my keys out of my purse and I doubled up my fist and I threw my fist up in his face and I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, ha- I have fun. I have fun. I have fun at these wrestling events. But uh, I guess one of my questions to you is um, what has been one of your most 
interesting matches you've had in your career? Uh, honestly, the most interesting match I ever had was called a, a Tawashi match. And a mm-hmm. Tawashi in uh, Japan is like, it's, about, it's, it's almost like a scrubbing brush. Right. And uh, uh, it was uh, one of the people involved in the match, uh, two of the people involved in the match, Ryo Matsumoto was in the match. She was also part of the Mayan Classic. And Mayu Asunami, who's part of Stardom, she was also part of the match. And mm-hmm. in this match, they were the Tawashi group. And I don't know if you've seen what a Tawashi brush looks like. It's probably the size of your hand. They decided to bring out a Mondo Tawashi, which is probably about six foot tall. And I was smacked in the face with this massive scrubbing floor brush wow. in the middle of Japan, in the middle of Korean Golden Hall. Wow. Having them bring it out, because I didn't even actually know, when they brought out this six foot, like, massive, big floor brush smacked me in the head with I was like, oh, that's a that's wonderful actually. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny, uh I, I'm gonna uh, interject here real quick. You know, you mentioned uh the, the, the term to wash you. Here's what's interesting about that. A little sidebar here. We have uh uh Aisha Raven here. We got eighteen minutes so we'll bring on big swing but uh, I went to a place called Camp Cormorant when I was a kid and we called the bathrooms the Tawashi. Uh so as soon as you mention it it's like I know exactly what she's talking about. Normally I don't oh, that's have, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Normally I don't know anything scientific but I know what a Tawashi is. So speaking of Tawashis, uh let's bring on the big swing. He knows all about those. Go ahead, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Well, um I have, you know, obviously we've spoken to a lot of independent wrestlers. Uh, some of them are, are overseas. Some of them are, are domestic here in, in the States. But um, you kind of gave us a little bit of background on yourself earlier, but kind of wanted a little more. Like, what got you into the wrestling business? Were there any, uh, you know, particular athletes you looked up to? Or was there anybody you wanted to be like? Uh, you know, what's the wrestling scene like in the U.K.? I mean, was it just kind of take us through – Step by step, like how how did you get to where you're at now? How did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Um, well, I, I've always told the same story. I mean, my, my story has always been the story of a girl who never wanted anything else to be a professional wrestler. I watch everything on TV since I was little with my grandfather and my brothers. I'd stay up Friday nights to watch Raw, and Saturday, Saturday mornings with Sky One for SmackDown, and that was religious. And if I couldn't do it, it was taped. Um, mm. I never wanted to be anything else than a professional wrestler and entertainer. And when I saw, to be fair, when I it, what stamped me to becoming everything is when I saw women like China. And I was, I said to my mom, I want to do that. Look, there's somebody here that's not like a quarter of my size. I was 16 stone and I, I was almost six foot tall. There was nobody else on screen like me. And when I saw her walk onto the stage, ragging Terry about, that made me happy. My hero when I was growing up and still is, is Chris Jericho. Because in my eyes, he was always the person who, no matter what the generation, no matter what the industry, no matter what the, the material or the fabrication, when it came to entertainment or wrestling, he was always able to reinvent himself. And when it comes to this business, we've always got to keep somebody's attention. And 
that's one of the reasons why he's always been my idol because he did it perfectly. To this day, somebody who's been in the industry probably more longer than most has still been able to stay new, fresh, and relevant more than people who have been doing it for for two seconds. And what uh, what is your like? Well, what would you say that the scene is like over there in the UK? Because I know that WWE travels there a lot. They used to have, you know, pay-per-views there. They have Raws there, things like that. Um, and, I, I mean, is, is wrestling a, a major, major sport over there? Or is it kind of a niche market in these day and age? It's, it's, it's a difficult question to ask because even if I say about British wrestling, then you go British female wrestling, which is, and, and was a niche product. Like I, I would, I've been wrestling since I was like 15. And when even when I would go to college and I'll tell people that, you know, I'm going to France now. I'm going to be wrestling. It's like there's wrestling in the UK. It's kind of, and of course always, there is. It was yeah. always a uh-huh. sport when I was growing up. That if unless you knew, you knew. But now I think with everything that's happening, it's a little bit more popular. Mm. Did uh, did did COVID um, over there kind of? shut down a lot of things for you guys? Like, did it put a damper on a lot of your shows and, and, and a lot of uh, the wrestling landscape? Oh, yeah. I mean, we we, we suffered you, like, like you guys. We're still on lockdown now. Everything oh, is wow. still closed now. And everybody's everybody's basically more in the higher spirit because it, it gives us a chance to kind of breathe and then give you the best of British wrestling all all over again. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Aisha awesome. Raymond is our guest here. We got about uh, 14 minutes here left with uh, Isha. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious about uh, you know your your wrestling style. Uh, are you more like <laughs> uh, are you more like a high flyer like a stone uh, like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Are you the the knockout drag out drudgery ass kicking style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, it depends on what continent you catch me on. Because uh, the moment I went to Japan and started uh, working for Seedling, they decided to make me like this massive high flyer, big Hamada type person. But when I started off, I was the brawler. I was the technical brawler. Um, mm. All of my trainers were like British technicians. I was trained to do the technical style. And I'm six foot tall. I've got shoulders the size of boulders. I was made to beat you up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, I will say one thing: your, your look is very impressive. Uh, uh, which is uh, when I made that uh, collector's card for you, uh, uh, it was like it was like really really cool because it's like I tried to find a, a couple uh, good pictures of you to fit into the uh, to fit into the picture, but it's just like you're so big and muscular. I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, but <laughs> you're so big and muscular. I couldn't find a picture that would, that would fit on the card of you, you know? <laughs> Don't That's make her mad, Icon. She lot. might put you in a headlock. <laughs> he made me happy. That was a lot of work. I had to eat a lot of protein. A lot of protein shakes went into that. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, what is your finishing maneuver? Kind of tell us a little bit about what it's <clears> called and uh, describe it a little bit, and then we'll see if one of us will let, let you practice it on us. Sorry, describe. Sorry, repeat that again? Your, your finishing maneuver. Oh, my finisher. 
it depends on what day you catch me on. Um, right now, I've perfected a top rope splash, or no, I've, been, I've perfected a moonsault, which is cool. But my ultimate finisher was a double-handed choke bomb, and the current uh, WE trainer, uh, Albert, used to use it. It was called Boldo. It was called Boldo Bomb. As a double-handed choke bomb. That's my finishing move. Or oh, the wow. choke power bomb in general. Well, you know, speaking of the uh, AEW and the WWE, uh, I asked all independent wrestlers this, so I'll kind of put it to you. It's kind of a two-part question. Uh, now, if uh, uh, one of your fans sent a tape to AEW or WWE and they contact you, they wanted you to uh, come try out that you get that big contract with them, uh, two-part question, A, is that something that you want to do? And B, if you do get that, will you still be our friend and not big-timers? I have been a humble, nice little country girl since I started wrestling, and I will never change. Uh, <clears throat> even when I went to the Classic, I still went to McDonald's after. I will always be your friend. And no matter what um, phone call happens, no matter what phone call, uh, what happens in the future, I've literally been born and bred. I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. And uh, you know where my number is now. I'm sure they'll find it soon. Awesome. And uh, now, uh, you know, you mentioned you're currently in the UK. Do you ever do you ever get over here to the States or uh, do you have a tour coming up in the States? I've always wanted to wrestle in the States. Um, to be honest, the only time I've actually legitimately wrestled in the States was the WWE May Young Classic. There was opportunities and I have contacted people over there that stuff happened. But hopefully, like I... I Uh oh. Did we no, lose did him? you get cut off? I think we lost him again. No, I, I think we have a three one oh number on. I think that's our next guest though. I think Icon dropped off. He was connected to her line, so I'm sure he'll call yeah. back here in a minute. So pretty interesting interview. Oh yeah, no, it's great so far. But let me see here. Let me let him know. I don't know. I don't know if he knows. Cause he, cause remember last time. He probably time, doesn't know that he got disconnected. Because that happened yeah, the last time he had to call overseas to somebody and their connection dropped and then he dropped and he didn't even know it for a while that he was, wasn't on. He, he, was so. sitting there, he, he was sitting there just... You know, shooting the breeze with him, talking to him or whatever, and we didn't catch any of it. Um, nope, we didn't. Let me just make sure here. We can't. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to him right now. It's kind of funny. We um, can't hear you, Icon. <laughs> yeah. We can't hear you, Icon. So weird, because cause it's like if she was calling from overseas or something... <clears throat> Which she is, but I, I could understand why hers would have a have a wonky identity, but uh But because or, he called her and connected her call with him when her yeah. her call dropped, it probably just connected him as well. That's actually really funny. So <laughs> So uh we do I, I we do have um, the other guest on, 
as far as I know, that's the other guest. I mean, he has all the, the numbers and all the things. He has all the numbers, of course. So if you're our, yeah, if you're our other guest, if you're our other guest, please please hold. <laughs> we, we will yeah, be bringing you on shortly. <laughs> yeah, just give it one sec. <laughs> Sometimes these things happen out of our control. We have no control over uh, it, fans. Oh, 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 there so. he is. There he is. Icon. There's Icon. You, you, yeah, you got, yo, bro, you got cut off again. Yeah, I know. I hate when that happens. So uh, uh, I, I know our other guest is on. So uh, uh, we have uh, Aisha Raymond here. We got about uh, six minutes left. I do apologize, Aisha. Uh, so, uh, we, we were talking about, uh, you know, like, uh, your schedule because of COVID, uh, how has that changed, uh, because of COVID? Um, like I said, every, literally as the announcement went up, I lost about 20 bookings at least in one day. And, um, I was supposed to be in Japan right now, but, um, I kind of hope all of this kind of just helps get get back to normal soon. Like I, I miss wrestling just like everybody else. <laughs> well, I seriously, as a wrestling as a wrestling fan, I am seriously missing my wrestling shows. As a wrestling fan, I, I I'm Granny's ready to hit somebody or something. I'm re- the, all I can say is. When I get back to my first wrestling show, the heels better watch out because Granny's going to be on the warpath. <laughs> and, uh, I, I want to find like... Granny. Granny seems like she's going to be a good fight. Granny. Granny. Yes. <laughs> and, well, I've had a few uh, wrestlers. Like... I've had a few wrestlers threaten to throw me in the ring a few times. So you know. I don't know. I don't want to throw you in the ring. I want you to be my rally or my manager. That's right. Okay, I, I would I would love to do that. I would love I would love to be I would love to be your manager. I would love to escort <laughs> you to the ring. I'll bring you to Arkansas. You can come to Arkansas. Well, well here's the deal. If, uh, if Granny's going to be your uh, valet, then I get to be your personal ring announcer, kind of like what uh, Alberto Del Rio did. You know. Oh, uh, uh, that's fine because I love you guys' accent, so that would be cool. That, that's all right. Uh, Wait, you're uh, on You know, Icon, that's actually really funny that, that, that she mentions that because, you know, over here, we're like, oh, the British accent is so cool, and oh, British accent. And she's like, oh, we love your accent. And, I, and it's so funny because us as Americans, like, we we every once in a while will, you know, have a different part of the country that has a particular accent, but overall, we don't feel like we have one. I don't feel like I have one. So the and fact see, that she's like, oh, I'm, you guys I'm have not a re- it's kind of funny. And you guys got to remember, I'm not originally yeah. from Arkansas. I'm originally from Kansas. So I came from Kansas, and I moved to Arkansas in, you know, 1988. So I'm like, I'm not even originally from Arkansas. And people tease us about the accent down here in Arkansas. I don't have an accent because I'm from Kansas. I'm a transplant. I don't, I'm not originally uh, from Arkansas. I can't, uh, uh, Granny, you want to know what's funny? What's that? I was I was born in '88. I know you were. Oh. You're a, you're you're a year younger than my son. My son that, was born not, in '87. You're like, oh, I moved there in '88. I was born in '88. Anyway, we're getting off the rails um, here. Um, I, yeah, I, I so I can reel it back in for us. I, 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 Aisha Raymond's our guest here. We got a couple minutes here left. Real quick here, uh, Aisha, if our fans wanted to catch up and uh, check you out and see what you're doing, 
Uh, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? <laughs> Literally type in Big Fem Vader for every social media site you could possibly imagine, and you'll see my beautiful face pop up. It's that easy. That easy. Awesome. <laughs> And uh, real quick here, uh, if you could tell us, uh, when is your next show, if you know it, and uh, tell us where, it at, where it's at, when it is, and what, uh, what time it might start. Um, my next show, if I know it, um, as soon as possible, would either be, you can catch me in Sydney, Japan. Unfortunately, like anybody that's international... Um, look it up on YouTube, Seedling. I will be in Japan and hopefully at Corrigan Hall once again. <laughs> and uh, I sent you an autograph. Hopefully uh, you might be able to send us some uh, autographs for a big December giveaway show. Uh, well, we hope you can, but I'll tell you what, we do appreciate you taking time on your schedule uh, tonight uh, or this morning or whatever time it is over there. And we appreciate it. And, uh, we're going to let you uh, go catch some Z's because I know it's early or late over there, so we do appreciate it. You know, like I said, I appreciate you guys talking to me. It's quarantine, it's COVID, and conversation is amazing. And I will send you all the pretty full videos. Very awesome. We love you. You should take care and be safe out there, okay? Thank you so much. Night. Awesome. Oh, morning. <laughs> morning. Aisha Raven, ladies and gentlemen. You said our next guest is on with us already? Uh, we got a 310, yes. All right, let's, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, get this done here, and I, I will introduce them, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to her until the end of the show or until she uh, wants to put us in a, a headlock. So bring her on. I'll introduce her. They've been on, bro. They're waiting on you. Ladies and gentlemen, out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is a friend of the show. She is a friend of the icon. And sometimes I hope one day she'll let me be her bodyguard because I can stop a bullet once. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the star of the first Spider-Man movie. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is. It is Onyx. Hello. Well, now she dropped off. Weird, you went through all that, and then she dropped off on us. All right, well. Um, but it was weird, because they were on. Um, okay. Well, that's fine. I'm assuming that they will be back on with us. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, Granny, um, Icon, uh, Granny and Icon, um, you say Onyx. Um, that's that, that's a stage name, an actress name, a character name, or, or what? What is what is this? Uh, that's her. That's her wrestling name, and uh, as a matter of fact, she's still undefeated. She's never lost. <clears throat> well, she is not on yet, so I don't know if you well, want to go try to give her a call. Huh? Yeah, I'll do that. One second. Is she on? Yeah, because she was on. Well, she been on. She was on during our last interview. And then the entire time when you were cut off and Granny and I were just kind of filling airspace waiting um, for you to get back on, she was on. But I didn't want to bring her on without your introduction. Oh, wait. Here she is. Hang on. All right. I got, All yeah, right. so Onyx is with us now. Can you hear us? Uh, Onyx is 
here. I can hear you. I've been online. There she is. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm here. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I uh, Even though I already did it, uh, I, I want to give you another introduction that you can hear, and then you can critique it. I got right, you. Go. I was listening. Right. I'm here. How are you doing? How's it going? Hello. It's like It's good. I can't see her. We can just jump on from that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, tell you what, we have Onyx as our guest here. We have uh, 40 minutes here with Onyx, if she can uh, uh, stand uh, to be with us that long. So, uh, real quick, uh, Onyx, uh, to refresh our listeners' memory, because you are a friend of the show, if you give give us a little background about yourself, uh, what you and what you're doing now, then we can ask you some questions, and we can do a little roundtable. Well, that's easy. You want me to talk about myself? Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? I will. Let's see. Um, I'm Bronco Billy from W O W. Wow. Women of Wrestling. I had the opportunity to join the team because the original Bronco Billy, like, got married and had a baby. So I replaced her. And then, um, wow, Women of Wrestling was slow, glamorous ladies of wrestling. And then I went to UPW School, which is the WWE school, and I was supposed to go to TNA, and then I changed my name to Onyx, and I have my own production team, which is Smash Bam Pal, and I'm still wrestling, and it's been 20 years, and I'm actually in Orlando, Florida, wrestling some girls. And uh, don't you uh, spend your time right now wrestling in lingerie as well? Where? With uh, the uh, LFC? Correct. Um, we will be doing LFC, and then that is um, MMA lingerie wrestling, but it was postponed and canceled because of, like, you know, I hate to say the word, but I guess, you know, the epidemic, the corona, the, you know, it was postponed, but that's correct. We were supposed to go do that in Vegas. And uh, if uh, I'm not mistaken, uh, we'll have, uh, I'm going to ask you one more question, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, current stuff here. Uh, you Are you not the reason why the Spider-Man movie, the first one, was the blockbuster that it was? Oh, that is correct. Spider-Man 1, I wrestled with R.I.P., R.I.P., rest in peace, Macho Man Randy Savage, who wrestled Spider-Man, and, um, but I also met China, R.I.P., and then I worked with George St. Pierre, but back to Spider-Man, um, that was a successful blockbuster and an amazing movie and an amazing opportunity. We were in the wrestling ring. Spider-Man had to, like, wrestle us to get a car for his girlfriend. And that is my biggest credit, and I love it, and it's been fabulous. 
and they auditioned me because I was in the WOW, Women of Wrestling, which is GLOW, Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. And if you don't know us, you're not a wrestling fan because we have been around for 20, 30, 40 years. That's right. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, I remember the, uh, Glow. I remember Glow. Like 20, 30 years. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we've had uh, we've had uh, many many of the uh, the Glow girls uh, on with us, uh, and uh, of course, uh, I'm not taking anything away from the other uh, Glow girls, but uh, they're all friends of the show. But uh, you're one of the few Glow girls that doesn't ha- have a restraining order on me yet, so that's kind of fun. Yes. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of move on to this. Good thing you added yet, Icon. Right. Uh, so what kind of We'll kind of move on to this. I'm going to ask you the tough questions in a second, but uh, we're going to do something that we haven't done before. We're going to do the round oh table boy. first, and so we're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you the tough questions. But first, uh, we're going to go with Granny. Granny, what do you have for our guest, Onyx? Well, Onyx, it's wonderful to have you on our show again. So thank you. I you know I I enjoyed. I mean, Spider Man one that was. I still love to watch that movie, even when they show it on TV. I still watch it every time I see it. I just I love that movie. It was one of my favorite movies. So I was a big Spider Man fan, and you know, and 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 like I said I'm missing my wrestling too you know being such a wrestling fan with the you know unfortunately the pandemic you know we've had to cancel a lot of wrestling shows and, yep me too but so so how has things been going for you you know with your career everything you've been doing you know during this time i mean i know it's probably been difficult and everything like that so yeah it has been difficult because I had plane tickets to Vegas for LFC, which is the lingerie fighting championship, MMA, and a cage fight. And then I was supposed to go back to California where I used to live, and I had matches that were postponed and canceled. And it did, it did hurt. I know everybody goes through their own situations, but that hurt because I'll tell you why it hurt. These are these are dreams. These are things you pray for and hope for and dream for and wish for and look forward to and your your goals and then you know you're going to Vegas and you're going to wrestle for a TV show and then boom you don't. So it did hurt. Well, and I can only I can only I imagine. I, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. But, you know, right now, I mean, I'm from Baltimore, but I'm in Orlando, and I'm doing a little wrestling in Orlando because Florida, like right now, I think they're in, like, phase two, phase three. So we don't have to wear masks, and contact is a little more, you know. So um, I'm working with some girls in Florida right now. Well, I tell you, all I can say is the first wrestling show that Granny Hulkster gets to go back to, the heels better watch out because I am going to be on the warpath. I have been having such serious wrestling withdrawals. I, I yes. miss my wrestling. I I miss hollering at the bad guys. I'm I'm going to have to. Uh, Granny may just have to put somebody in a headlock. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I mean. Yes, because that's what I've been saying. I've been saying, look. I know a lot of people may be angry because of work or 
unemployment or pandemic or riots. I know you're angry. I know you're angry. I know you're mad. And I love it. I love it. But guess what? Take it to the ring. Take it to the ring. Oh, Take your frustrations well, out the ring. With the ring. With me with me with me not being a wrestler, I'm just a fan, but I but I'd like to put somebody in a headlock. <laughs> Well, you can. You just have to get in the ring because that's where it's legal. Get well, I know, but I have. Well, I know. Well, that is Arkansas, a legal where we're, fight. There's been many fights yeah. going on with police officers and and riots. Yeah, I know. And, and nothing and with legal. Arkansas, but you know, in the ring, yeah. it's legal. Oh yeah. Sign well, that in paper Arkansas, and it's legal, it, baby. Yeah, well, I have a lot that's of health what issues, I so I probably right couldn't. That's what I want to promote. I probably couldn't. I probably couldn't do it very well, but I mean, because I have a lot of health issues, so I don't think oh. I could actually get in the ring and physically physically do anything. But I can sure talk know. some good smack anger, to them. Anger has a lot of power. You know, they say the mom, if her baby's under a car, she can lift mm-hmm. the car. As much mm-hmm. anger as what we are dealing with right now in the ring, you could be like, pow, 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 boop, boop, boop. Boo boo pow pow and then and you're out of there and like you kick yeah you I I might it. I might be able of course I could have a few of my wrestling buddies help me out too so I think you could <laughs> you have more than you think you know and that's what I want to promote everybody right now I want to promote that sometimes I know we're angry and we're frustrated we're upset and things are illegal and. And we're going through a pandemic, and we're going through riots, and we're going through bad times, and and people are getting arrested and accused. And but you know what? When you get in the ring, you get your frustrations out. So I want everyone to come to the ring, come to the ring, sign that release paper, come to the ring, and show me your frustrations. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like we should do this. It works. Uh, so I can guess here. Yeah, Icon was telling me that you're uh, you're still undefeated. I am Never still lost. undefeated, and that's what I was saying to my friends recently. I mean, I don't like to toot my horn, but I'm telling you, I'm undefeated. I am undefeated. I beat a 250 pound male grappling, and then I beat all my women in her matches. And, you know, and, and the records will show. You might see some matches I may win or not win, but when it comes to competitive, competitively, I have not lost one match. Uh, Arnix is our guest. But some people about, say uh, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake. Wrestling's scripted. Wrestling's not scripted. Well, it's not all fake, and it's not all scripted. So according to my unscripted matches, I've never lost. And I don't plan to ever lose until I retire. So I'm going for it. And I'm going for it. And I'm really going for it. Because I have so much anger in me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that angry. <laughs> uh, Onyx is our guest here. we got about uh, 29 minutes here with Onyx. Uh, 29 uh, minutes. Okay. Yeah. I got uh, secrets. Onyx, I got secrets. I got secrets right, well, for my fans. I'm telling my fans right now. Here's number one, believe in God. Here's number two, you got to do your homework, and your homework is working out. You got to train. You can't just say to be something. You got to work out. You got to run. You got to do your cardio. You got to do your push ups. You got to do your weights. 
You got to go to wrestling school, grappling school. You got to go to school. You got to have God. You got to go to school. And the last one is you got to believe in yourself. And those three things, you will be successful. You will make it, and you will do it. I promise you. And uh, with that being said, uh, Onyx, uh, I want to bring on uh, Big Swing here. Uh, I One thing he will not admit to you, but I'm going to tell you one of his secrets. Uh, your scene from uh, the movie Spider-Man, he's got a poster up on his wall with you uh, next to uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. And uh, yeah. every and every morning, uh, uh, Big Swing wakes up and goes, Oh, yeah, dig it, sister. You're next to the macho man, Randy Savage. And uh, well, he's got um, some questions for you. Go ahead, Big Swing. What do you got for our guest, Onyx? I mean, I uh, I love the movie. But I actually have and do none of that. But, okay. Um, but, yeah, so, so Onyx, what, um, what kind of got you – into the business. I mean, I it, it's something that we all watch at one point in our life, or at least most of us, and say that, you know, that's I want to do that. That's so cool. I want to be that person. But very few of us actually get into the profession. Uh, kind of take us through a little bit of, 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 you know, any particular wrestlers you looked up to, anybody that you wanted to be like, any inspirations, uh, and, and kind of yeah. how, you, how you got involved in the business. That's easy. That's easy. That's so easy. First of all, my name is Onyx because my inspiration was The Rock. The Rock is a rock. It's a rock. It's a rock. Onyx Onyx is a rock. So I took Onyx off the rock. I am a pebble off the rock. So that's how that that happened. And then um, I was always athletic. I went to um, dance school, and then I was like uh, a – I was like Miss Fitness, I worked out a lot, and then I was like Miss Hawaiian Tropic, and then I, I was always athletic, and then I went to L.A. because I started doing movies, and then I found auditions, and they were like working out, and then I found like a wrestling school, and I'm like, whoa, and that's how I got into it. It was a wrestling school. In L.A., WOW, Women of Wrestling, GLOW, and they trained me every day, a few hours a day, and you had to have a good attitude and professional and endurance and work out and team player, and everybody wants a team player. Like, everybody that wants to be a wrestler, I'm telling you now, you can have your habits, but, and I've had habits doing this, but. There's compromises. Like, I work with George St. George St. Pierre and Rush Fit. I don't know if you all know even that, but I work with George St. Pierre. I was in his Rush Fit videos, but I had to eat, like, broccoli and spinach and and water. And, I mean, it's hard. Sometimes you got to just put yourself through it. And it doesn't last long. It might have to, like, you got to be on a diet three months or train for, like, three months, but you can do it. And I went to school for WWE, and I was supposed to go to TNA, but here's what it is. It's the homework. It's like if you have to do the homework to get the project done, you got to go to wrestling school, you know, um, fitness, MMA, push-ups, running. Like, you, got, you, just, you just have to put it in. 
And whatever your heart takes you or wherever you go, that's fine too. But you still have to put the homework in. And I'm telling you, you can't be that successful unless you do your push-ups and your sit-ups and your cardio. And you don't even have to go to the gym. You can do it in your bedroom. But, you know, pray a little bit and do dips and do curls. And, you know, that's what it takes. That's what it takes, and that's what you have to do. Uh, Onyx is our guest here. we got uh, 24 minutes. You know, uh, speaking of uh, training, could you kind of take us through what uh, your training regimen is? And then I'm going to ask you some real hard, tough questions. Well, I doubt, I doubt your hard, tough questions are going to be hard and tough for me. But training, that is a good, good answer. Because I tell you, a lot of people say, how are you so fit? And I'm like, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. I don't take the elevator. I take the stairs. I don't look for the closest parking spot at the grocery store. I park far away I so I walk. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. I will eat a Big Mac. But you know what? No fried food, no fast food. You know, you got to do your vegetables like spinach and you know so your diet is a part of it although you can cheat and then your workout is a part of it and then if you don't want to work out that's fine but you have to at least walk you got to walk the steps you got to go for a walk you at least have to do push-ups you don't have to go to the gym but you got to do some sit-ups so working out is you know i don't like to pressure piece people but you have to work out and you have to have the mind and then, you know, when I, I'm from Baltimore, but when I moved to L.A., I probably sent out about 60 headshots to casting directors. And, you know, you just have to put your stuff out there. I, lo- I looked in papers for auditions. I looked online for auditions. And then you got to follow your heart if you're that person. you got to be that character, like how I got Spider-Man. He said, do whatever you want. I'm like, really? He's like, say whatever you want. I'm like, really? I was like, okay. So I'm like, Spider-Man, I'm going to squash you like a bug. Because Spider-Man's a bug. He's like, perfect, that's it, you got it, you're in. I'm like, really? (laughs) Just go with it. I know we're going through hard times and tough times, bad relationships, bad financial situations, pandemics, you know, criticism, you know, bullying, which I'm a, I hate bullying. But if you keep your heart true to your God-given talent, no matter what it is, like God gifted me with strength. I'm really strong, so I wrestle. But if you're a painter or a singer or an artist or and people put you down and people tell you, oh, no, no, follow your heart and you will succeed. Believe in God because we are not the only people on this earth. Uh, Onyx is our guest here. we got uh, 21 minutes. So, so, you know, you mentioned uh, they said you got it. And, uh, you know, they said say what you want in the audition. But when you got the role, did you have any idea that you'd be with Macho Man Randy Savage? Um, I knew he was going to be in the movie. So, yes, I got to work with him, and I have pictures with him. So if anyone wants pictures, if anyone wants to see pictures, 
I have signed pictures, and I will tell you this now. He is awesome. Well, he he passed away, but he was awesome, and he was great, and he was a legend, and he was terrific, and I loved him so much. He carried, like, boiled chicken on the set. He would always eat chicken. I think he was dating someone, and he had a good heart, and... And he no, liked I don't want to talk too bad about him, but wait, but wait. I, I just think, you know, I think he passed away because he had a high, like, He, um, he had a heart attack, yeah. Yeah. His, well, th- his that's blood, what they claim, yeah. Yeah, it's true. He had a high, his blood pressure was high. And I think that's mm. what caused the heart attack, so. Now, a lot of people say but, that, uh. He uh, he drank a lot of coffee too. Did he drink a lot of coffee on the set too? No, he ate a lot of chicken. I know that, and he had a, he had a lot of energy, which sometimes that causes that over the board, over the top. So you know, and I wanted to say to him, I just wanted to say to him, and maybe I wish I would have, but I just wanted to say like. Your blood pressure is high. You need to take it down. But I didn't. And I think his blood pressure is a stroke. And, you know, it's and, just, uh, it just happens. <clears throat> and I, and I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I know we're not uh, we're not here to talk about Spider-Man, but I just have one other question about that. Then we'll uh, move on to what you're doing now currently. But, uh, you know, you obviously uh, had to met Tobey Maguire, too, now. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff over the years said about uh, Tobey Maguire and the way that he uh, he was and the way that he carried himself. And, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I am a fan of Tobey Maguire, but uh, for a lot of people that don't know, uh, one of uh, his uh, things that was based on in the movies, Molly's Game, was uh, he was actually one of the poker players in her game. And I'm just kind of curious, what was, uh, what was he like uh, to deal with or work with? Okay, from my perspective, and again, I hope I don't always say the wrong things, but um, very nice, very cool, very awesome, but he was he was a tiny little guy. He was tiny. I mean, he, maybe he weighed less than me, you know? But, which, um, uh, which, uh, which, which helped him get the role in Seabiscuit. Uh, because he was a t- tiny guy. Yeah, he was a tiny little guy, and I wondered how. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie because I don't lie. I'm an honest person. You know, Hollywood, Hollywood does things. And, you know, Spider-Man had a padded suit. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not just not going to lie. And, and he had a padded suit. So when he put his suit on as Spider-Man, he looked you know, way bigger than he really was. And that's okay. And he had a lot of photo doubles and body doubles and stunt doubles, which, you know, that's okay too because he was a good guy. He was an awesome guy. It was great working with him. It was a great movie. But, you know, again, if anybody wants to be somebody and they can't be somebody because they're not that somebody, Hollywood has padded suits. Like Tom Cruise, they have, like, Tom Cruise wore heels because he was so short. 
I see. I did not know that. I did not know yep. that. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, he's short, so they put heels on heels on his shoes in movies. So, uh, so Hollywood uh, could really make the icon even bigger than he already is. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Like, if anybody wants to be somebody but they can't, because they're like, "Oh, I'm too skinny." We have padded suits. Oh, I'm too short. We have high heel shoes. Oh, um, you know, and that's that. That's my heart. Because what I'm trying to work on now, and I don't even want to say the words. I'm not even sure if it's the correct word. But they have midget wrestling. I don't know if midget is the correct word. I wanted to well, it's uh, it, well, it is. But, it is more. It is more politically correct now uh, than it used to be. So yeah. So now, I want to bring that back. I want to bring that back because I know some shorter people that I know feel not comfortable, and I want to bring their comfortable out. So I want to bring that out. What, you know, that, that's I don't. I want to use your. I want to use. I want to tell you, fans. I want to use what you think. You don't think you have. If you're short, I'm going to use it. If you're silly, I'm going to use it. If you think you're not going to make it, I'm going to use it. I want to bring out the sunshine out of anyone that has any low self-esteem or anyone that's been bullied. If you've been bullied, fans. I want you in my ring. I want you uh, in my ring. I want you to feel confident. I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel grateful. I want you to feel thankful. If there's something that you can't think, you can't make it, like you can't be a wrestler because you're too short, you know what? You are allowed in my ring. So you you do have a place for the icon. I kind of like that. so we have uh, Onyx. We have about uh, 14 minutes here left with Onyx. Uh, and then, guys, if you want to uh, chime in and ask some other questions, uh, you can do that after I ask this next question. So tell us uh, what uh, your your schedule is like now uh, and what project you're uh, working on now that you want to have uh, your fans know about. My schedule? Yeah, like what? What are you working? What project are you working on now that you want your your fans to know about so they can uh, they'll be seeing you in the next uh, couple months or so? Okay, well, um, I was a manager of a restaurant, and then I was a waitress of a restaurant, and then with the pandemic, then I had an ice cream truck, and then I've been trying to wrestle, but I couldn't get to Vegas, and I couldn't get to LA. But I could get to Florida, so right now I am in Orlando, Florida, and I am wrestling, and I love to support independent wrestling as well as major wrestling leagues. Like, you know, we can go to WWE, WWF, whatever. We can do that, but, you know, I don't think they can right now. But um, I am just praying and working out and trying to be thankful and grateful because in this world I feel like all we do is work, pay bills, work, pay bills, and I want people to know that whatever your talent is, painting, wrestling, singing, please do it. Please do it. Don't keep focusing on the money and the bills because it won't pay off. 
just do what you love, do your God-gifted talent, whatever that is. And I know you all know what your God-gifted talent is. And um, pursue it and push it and pray. And that's the end. That's the end until our dying day. Well, you know, uh, one of my uh, one of my strengths is, uh, you know, uh, getting to know uh, celebrities uh, such as uh, you, Onyx, and then asking them to uh, give me a spot uh, in the next feature or carry their bags or give them massages <laughs> or get their lunch or get their food, stuff like that. That's what I'm good at. Yeah, he does that. that that's his thing. I bags and massage me and help me. And I do. I do. <laughs> And uh, it's like I said before, I can't stop a bullet once. Uh, So uh, Onyx is our guest here. Uh, We have 11 minutes here with Onyx. Uh, Granny, uh, what do you got for our guest? I know that uh, you you love the movie Spider-Man, so go ahead and ask uh, Onyx a few questions. I know you got some. Well, I pretty much already asked her what I wanted to, I mean, you know, it said, you know, she's been on before and, you know, with us and I've asked her some great questions in the past. And, um, I guess, I, I guess one of the things that I could, could ask her is, um, over the time of your career, what has been your most interesting match you've been a part of and who was it with? Mm-hmm. Interesting match. Hmm. 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 Well, I did work with uh, George St. Pierre and his Rush Fit video, which was very challenging because it was a lot of cardio. Um, Wrestling-wise, even though I met, I hate the name drop, but I am, even though I met China and worked with her, who was so awesome. And I work with Macho Man, Renny Savage, of course. So awesome. Chuck Liddell, Tito. Um, in the wrestling world, wrestling matches, challenging people. Um, I mean, we were on WOW, Women of Wrestling, Glow, Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. We were on pay-per-view. I was in the TV Guide. And it was just an honor and a privilege to work with the girls that I work with and to do matches with them. Um, A little drama. I hate to bring this up, but I have to. A little drama. Our coach, Felina. God, I hate to bring this up, but I am. I'm being real. She she was... um, she was gay, so I think she tried to sleep with all the wrestlers. Really? Not, That's I mean, I'm just saying. I put it out there. I did. Selena, she was. I don't think she liked me because I wasn't gay, but she tried to sleep with all the girls, and wow. So doing a match with her, you know, she tried to. She, sometimes she said I did things wrong, and I didn't do things wrong. She did things wrong. Unfortunately. We had a blood match, and the TV show pulled us from the TV show because she was drinking mm. alcohol, had a blood match, and she was gay. And I think that's why we lost WOW, everybody. If anybody wants to know, that's why I think mm. we lost WOW. Wow, that's interesting. I never... was drunk and gay and drew blood. 
So we lost our TV show because of her. Selena Major. Now is uh, do you know if she is she still uh, is she doing anything? She, I think uh, they're still going. I think they might be going in Vegas right now. Now do you have any? Not do you now, have any plans but on, they were trying to do Vegas. Do you have any plans on wanting to go back there and do that or not? Um, I would because I loved David McLean, the producer and the director. Um, did I love the coach, Selena? Well, she didn't love me, but I would go back if they called me back, if they needed me back. But at this point, I think I'm better being independent than working for them right now. And, uh, you know, we uh, we always have the uh, uh, – during the – for the LFC, uh, we uh, we love to sponsor them, and uh, Sean Donnelly has been an awesome, awesome supporter of our show, and uh, we've uh, promoted him. He's always uh, got the girls when we need them, but uh, have they let you guys know uh, when uh, when you guys are going to get back on uh, back on the show again, or is it still on hold? Well. We did have a TV show and shows, and I had an airplane ticket and a hotel and everything. Um, Of course, that was canceled, but then uh, we will be back soon, very soon, because Vegas is opening up. So um, Vegas casinos are opening, then we will be back to opening and it's going to be happening very soon. I would say, like, any day now. That's LFC, Lingerie Fighting Championship, which is MMA, inner ring, female fighters who have a passion and a heart that enjoy what they're doing and that's winning. Now, uh, you know, being in the, the lingerie uh, fighting championships, you know, you're obviously wrestling uh, in lingerie, obviously. Have you, uh, since you've been doing that, have you uh, gotten uh, any uh, endorsements from uh, lingerie designers that say, hey, go ahead and wear our stuff, and then they send you like uh, like a whole gift package of, of lingerie and stuff? Has that happened yet? Yeah. Yeah, that has. I've had that. Absolutely. I mean, I am more professional and ground and pound, so I don't I don't want to get in there in like a thong and pasties. That's not me. I'd rather wear booty shorts and like sports bra and knee pads and ground and pound. But you know, I mean, people. Here's the thing, and I'm glad you brought that up. People are like, I don't like that. That's wrong. That's not right. And I'm like. But listen, these are just outfits that people want us to wear. It's like being an actress. They're just outfits people want us to wear. It's not like we walk around in this gear 24-7. People say, put on this outfit. You put it on and you wrestle. And then some people want to wrestle in it because maybe they want to feel sexy. But for me, I like booty shorts and a sports bra. So to each his own. And it's not... It's not pornography. It's just people get it. Look, we don't wear any more, any less than anyone wears on the beach. 
That's what everyone, I want everyone to realize. Like, oh, they're naked. No. Oh, really? Yeah. What people wear on the beach. Well, yeah, you know, and uh, the, you know, the sad thing is that we, you know, we've asked uh, many girls from the LFC this question that uh, it's not, uh, if you're, if you're going, if you're going to the event just to see gals wrestle in their underwear or have fights in their underwear, that's not what it is. It's actual competition. They just wear cool, they just wear cool ring attire. That's right. That's and you right. Just have to just, they're it. just like it's like if you would. I mean, I, you you see it on the beach, you see it in the ring. It's not. It's not. I don't think anyone wears thongs and pasties. I think they just wear a swimsuit or booty shorts or, you know. I mean, we're not trying to be sexy, but that's just that's. It's like a man wearing a jockey. I mean, men wear jock shorts. Why is why are we any more seer than men wearing jock shorts? It's just what you wear. It's just a costume. Well, you're not trying to be sexy. We're actually trying to beat the girl. Well, you know the interesting thing about uh, about that is, and uh, maybe I maybe I should say this, and people shouldn't take the wrong way, but uh, to be honest with you, I think more uh, more people would like to see you wrestle or and have fights in lingerie. Then watching a couple of guys and uh, their jockeys uh, have an MMA fight, I, that's just me. But maybe that's wrong to say. But I, I think that's just me. More people would rather see you uh, have uh, matches in that kind of attire compared to two guys, I guess. Well, I understand, but there are people that actually go to see a fight, not how small or their their her or his panties like right. you know you go to wrestling matches and they have on like little shorts it's like i didn't design that that's just what they wear so if you want to go to see little panties okay but some people go to see a real fight so just go to see the fight not how how big the panties are you know <laughs> uh onyx is our guest here we got a, we got a couple minutes here left with onyx uh and i we we uh, always let you, you uh, promote this. So if our, our our fans listening out there want to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got to go. Oh my uh, God! I love you. What brought you got? this up? I love you. Brought this up. Here we go. Are you ready? Did you know sure. Onyx has a big mouth? I am a fan of Facebook, so I am on Facebook, and then I have a Twitter. And then I have an Instagram, and then I have a Lickin' or Likin', and then I have a TikTok, and then get this shit, though. I have a YouTube, guess what? They just blocked me and didn't tell me why. Well, that sucks. Uh, That does suck. But anyway, let's move on. We'll deal with that later. I have a website. SmashBamPal.com Smash like a bug Bam like Bam Bam Smash Bam Pal like a punch Dot com And then I also have This one might be easier MMA Fighters MMA Fighters Dot US Dot com That's easy They're my website You can contact me Email me I have 2,000, 3,000 videos. 
reach me. I, I love my fans. I will friend you if, if I can friend you because sometimes they don't allow me to friend you. Or um, answer. I do answer my emails, and I love my fans. That's all there is to it. I love my fans. I've been a wrestler for 20 years, and I love my fans. But you'd have you have you have to admit that uh, the icon is probably your biggest fan, and uh, probably the uh, the uh, the guy that eventually one time would let uh, him carry your bags and uh, get you lunch and stuff, or maybe a cappuccino from Starbucks. <laughs> And a back massage, that's a deal. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, oh, we got, we got... you don't have to do any of that. Just be there for me. That's it. Well, you don't I'll have to do what... anything. Just support, just support me like you are now. Right. And make sure you keep uh, the date open, September 25th, 2021, because uh, uh, you're getting an invitation for the Icon's wedding. So we'd love to have you... Uh, show up there and uh we'd love to uh uh have you be there for us oh thank you i you know i am so grateful and so thankful and again to the listeners and to the to the fans um just have faith just believe in your dreams and keep persisting and praying and and believing, and don't give up, and whatever they are. You might be an artist, or a wrestler, or a dancer, or a reader, or a writer, whatever whatever God gifted you with, do not give up. Don't let anyone hurt you, or tear you down, or discriminate, or judge, or just don't. Just and uh, Please, you know, don't. and that that's so insp- inspiring, and uh, you know, Granny. Eventually, you have to uh, contact Onyx and uh, have her do an appearance at Wrestling with a Cause uh, uh, that you help uh, kids uh, that have yeah. cancer, and uh, you know, she yeah. did uh, tell them don't ever give up because uh, you know, Never. tomorrow's the next day, and uh, the sun will rise, yeah. and. Uh, uh, everything will be wonderful, but uh, we do got to go here. Uh, we got about 60 seconds. Onik, we want to thank you, and uh, everybody, be watching our page Off the Ropes on Facebook for our, our guest lineup next week. It's going to be a big one. You do not want to miss who we got coming on. Tag me. I'll, you, I'll, I'll give everybody a little tag hint. Me. Make sure you tag me. Yes, we, we will. will definitely do that. And, I love uh, you, wrestling everybody. fans. I love you, wrestling fans. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. It's being a character. It's being a character like um, oh like God, Mr. T, Mr. T. I love Mr. T. I want to be the next Mr. T. Well, the thing Paul is, Hogan, you're, you're, uh, what a classic. Paul Hogan, come on. You're, you're definitely better looking than Mr. T, but I'll tell you what, Onyx, uh, we love you, and uh, we hope we can have you on again. Uh, uh, today, you officially entered the Five Timers Club. You've been out nice. five times. You're the first uh, inductee into that uh, uh, exclusive club. So we appreciate you all you do for us. But next week, stay tuned. It's going to be a pat on the back. Uh, for who our guests are going to be. You don't want to miss it. Uh, We love you all. 
And, we'll see you uh, soon. Hey, COVID Next Monday. Even us away, so we'll love you. Take care. Yep. God bless. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Dead man walking.